You are listening to the Fluorescence Podcast. This podcast is here to challenge you to think differently about how you currently live your life. And I hope some of these conversations encourage and inspire you to step into your true aligned purpose. We'll chat about all things business, lifestyle, and a bit of sustainability. We are so excited to have you along for the ride. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fluorescence Podcast. I have a very special guest, a very anticipated guest for round two. It's the only guest that I've had on for the second time and his name is Daniel Anderson. Hello. (laughs) Woo! Round two, let's go. (laughs) That was a big introduction for you. How are you? Thank you. Good, thanks. Good, thanks. Mm -hmm. Pretty excited to share how we were able to purchase our first home. Mm -hmm. Are you glad to be back on the pod? Absolutely. Do you love it? Yes. What episode are you up to? The most recent one. (laughs) (laughs) Are you though? Nah. You're an amazing support. All right. So I don't know, where shall we start? Do you want to maybe, or I can, talk about our ambitions with wanting to buy a house? I feel like it was always in the work, like obviously. But then I feel like when we started doing that money management course, it was actually like, let's try and buy a house. And I don't think we were going to get it, like actually buy a house by the end of the course. And then we did it. Mm, It was pretty, pretty incredible just putting steps in place to work towards it yeah like it's a it is a pretty scary thing for a lot of people and i know it was for us as well mm. like a like this whoa I can't we're really, gonna be homeowners i can't really remember <sighs> how long it took but it probably did take a while like from meeting a mortgage broker to purchase like it's all kind of a blur like yeah three or four months i feel like that's probably pretty short for some people <laughs> yeah. yeah but i i feel like we already had quite a lot of knowledge around how to achieve it from the money management course so like it had been Mm. the the, the seed had been planted long before and it was starting to flourish yeah do you remember any it was like like particular topics we did that really like resonated with you to be like okay this is what we need to do to buy a house or just kind of like the whole overview um well i've been it had been in my mind for a long time uh i remember the general manager of BMW when I started there as a as a mechanic I wanted I wanted a car loan and he said dude don't do this like buy a house and of course I got the car loan (laughs) young and young and silly um but I mean since then like that seed has been there of wanting to own my own house yeah would you having got a car loan would you suggest that to someone else depends what your goals are I mean absolutely depends what your goals are so yeah I mean, do you car- regret it or uh no i learned so much from it mm-hmm. i learned a lot about finances and that's really where i started to make a budget mm-hmm. to work out what i could afford and what i could i mean i was earning how old were you uh, 20 okay earning was that like your first kind of like loan high purchase type deal yeah it was yeah. i honestly haven't had one the house the mortgage that's it that's <laughs> your first one no, credit score congratulations thank you um that person the general manager was he coming from the perspective of like don't waste your money on this or like when he told you not to get a i think it was more like coming from a perspective of like so he grew up in a pretty affluent sort of a household so 
he was coming from a point of view of looking from the outside in on mm. someone that maybe didn't and on how to jumpstart their New Zealand dream. Is that a thing? Like, you know, the American dream, yeah. the white picket fence. You know, I feel like, like that is a thing. Yeah. Kiwi dream or whatever. Kiwi dream, yeah. Um, and then I can't even remember, but you bought Rich Dad, Rich Dad Poor Dad book and read it. And then mm. I read it not long after. And I feel like that is really what started it for me and like financial freedom and wanting more and potentially using property investment as part of our, I guess, investment portfolio or wealth creation portfolio and that made me really excited about buying a house and then learning about refinancing and leveraging equity like we're a year in mid-november was a year our one year anniversary with our home and i'm so eager to just do the renos and and increase that equity so we can buy another property but i feel like property investment could be a whole nother um episode in itself so we won't go down Let's get back to the basics. Yeah, so Mm. I was never really educated around KiwiSaver. Like, I remember my nana would be like, you need to sign up, sign up and get that $1,000 free from the government. And I was like, oh yeah, whatever. Like, literally did not even know anything about... Like, I saved. Like, I was probably... I was the only child that really saved and I loved having heaps of money in my bank account. It just made me feel secure. But I didn't really know what KiwiSaver was. I thought it was just for old people or like when you retire and I didn't really look into it further. Kind of regret it not looking into it further because I got my first proper part-time job when I was 18 so in 2015 and they started doing the KiwiSaver thing and I was like no I was a full-time student so I was like no I need that 30 bucks now like I'm not gonna put it in KiwiSaver which (coughs) meant unfortunately we weren't able to use my KiwiSaver because I'd only been in it for like a year when we bought the house it's like a paddling pool (laughs) (laughs) what my amount my funds yeah Yeah, it was like a grand or something um but yeah like I feel as soon as anyone gets a part-time job they should start with start investing in KiwiSaver yeah absolutely whether you want to use it for a first home or your retirement a bit of information around that like if you take it even if you put the three percent in your employer matches you Mm. to three percent so automatically you've got a hundred percent return on your investment like straight away from the get-go before you even start earning interest on that money so and then the government's $500 $500 or whatever they give you. If you put over $1,000 in a year, I think. Yeah, 1040 or 1020 or something. Yeah, it's just leveraging mm-hmm. those different, I guess, assistances and opportunities that the government provides, right? Like, might as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm. I think KiwiSaver has opened the door for a lot of families who conventionally might not have been able to afford mm. a, a home. Or potentially people that don't know how to save. Yeah, I mean, because <laughs> if you've got money in your bank, you want to spend it, right? Like, 100%. it makes you feel good to spend money. You've adopted my 100% analogy though. I know I can't stop saying that 100% <laughs> um there was something else I was gonna say when you were just talking about that of oh, funds so for a long time like there's different KiwiSaver funds and for a long time I didn't know what that even meant because I was just in the default one for me which was Fisher funds and when I looked into it closer there are a few or actually probably majority KiwiSaver funds out there that rape you with fees. Absolutely. <laughs> Is that a nice way to put it? That's not a nice way of putting it, but I think it gets the message across. Yeah, so... That's I, the, the difference between a managed fund and an index fund, which is like a whole different uh, <laughs> conversation. I know, again. there's so many topics that we but want to cover. Basically, a managed fund is one that is... Managed by humans. Yeah, managed by a person. Uh, I say a person, but like somebody who physically lives and breathes like it. And they try and beat the market. (laughs) They try and, yeah, they try and beat the market. Whereas whereas an index fund, it reacts to the market. Like Mm, if the market goes up, it goes up. If it goes down, like it'll sell out and buy something else. And historically, index funds are more successful or something. 
yeah, I mean, there's a couple of managed funds and stuff that beat the market mm. in those floating ear quotation things. Quotation marks. Quotation yeah. marks. What was the book that you read that really, um, was it a Tony Robbins book that really explained to you what an index fund was? Uh, yeah, hang on. It's in my audio books on, okay. my, uh, on my phone. Unshakable by Tony Robbins. That's really, it. honestly, you're about to find it free somewhere. Like, go to your library and sign up to your local library it's free and then ask them what apps they use for audiobooks and you should be able to download that app and get the audiobook for free little mm. disclaimer in there for that's anyone a good that's t- what for... apps do you do we use um i it... haven't even organized that guys daniel's like so into audiobooks <laughs> there's a a few different ones so examples are cloud library libby and borrowbox are some pretty good ones mm-hmm. um i've recently gone to Blinklist as well which is like summarizes books into little sections mm. kind of vibe with that because you can listen to again those floaty little quotation mark things just like quotation marks yeah. quotation marks floaty <laughs> they don't float well they do when you like hold them up and go okay like anyway i feel like the moral of the story is consume as much information as you can like it's honestly like the best way to learn and second to experience obviously mm. but yeah there's so many free resources out there and like sarah the one up project and she focuses all around financial literacy i've learned a lot from that podcast as well about just different things go check out a channel it's not a channel it's a podcast <laughs> go check out a podcast <laughs> she might be doing a youtube channel um but yeah i lost my train of thought well uh index funds so a couple of examples of index funds that are out there you want to index fund eh? i'm with juno kiwisaver and just a disclaimer we're not here to like recommend certain things but i'm with juno daniel's with simplicity i feel like do your research i think if you search up the name of the fund you're looking into and product disclosure statement into google it'll pop up with their product disclosure statement which tells you everything about the fund and like the fees it's a really informational (laughs) document and it can and lots of funds make it really difficult to find on their website so if you just search up the fund and that into google it'll pop up with the document Mm. and it'll tell you exactly how much the fees are going to be so i just recently this year switched to juno from uh fisher funds which is great because fisher funds fees were ridiculous and just a little point on i guess with covid and the pandemic and stuff i feel like a lot of people freaked out and like withdrew or changed funds and things like that Mm. and i feel like it's important to remember that that is when you actually realize the losses because you cash out yeah yeah it's not it's not an actual well it is a loss but it's not an actual Mm. loss until you've realized it yeah so i feel like i feel totally sorry for people that were buying houses around that time and just had no other option and needed to cash out because they were in that buying process but i feel like yeah a lot of people don't understand that that just ride the waves like we've had a global financial crisis before and we're still here Mm. so i feel like that's something really important to remember especially if you don't have a lot of knowledge around funds and shares and stuff people freak out when they see it go up and down up and down yeah i feel like you would know more about this because you're right into your shares (laughs) um i watched some of my shares that i already had uh during the lockdown and stuff like coming into end of feb mostly heaps Mm. of the heaps of the funds uh dropping off and going down Mm. and that's when i actually bought more in those areas yeah because they were at a discount yeah yeah it's a sale yeah <laughs> it's a stock market sale <laughs> 100%. i think we're gonna we'll leave 100%. that we'll leave that share chat there because otherwise it could get quite long because this the focus of this episode is mm-hmm. about buying a house so we'll move into talking about budgeting well we'll wrap that up with check out what kiwisaver fund you're in yep and do some research around it because you may or may not be better off somewhere else probably will be better off in an index fund um damn i quickly want to talk about like actual funds like conservative growth i was balance. just about to say that so and do some research to what 
what fun your risk profile yeah so high risk like medium risk or or low risk so low risk maybe you want to go into low risk if you are looking for a house so Mm. if you've if you've got i know so you've got 20 to 40 or more in your kiwi saver ready to go and you don't want another dip in the stock market to affect it as much maybe you go into a low risk where it's invested in currency and bonds and stuff like that Mm. rather than high volatile shares because the fluctuations may be 1% rather than 10% of your portfolio. So definitely look into that and mm. utilize that sort of those different ones. I know I was on high risk because I didn't know when I was going to do it. And high risk generally gives you the biggest returns, yep. generally growth. speaking. Yep. Growth, that's it. Um, and I changed it to low risk when we were seriously looking at houses. Mm. Because I didn't want that to be so volatile. Cool. Next awesome. one. No, just quickly. Okay. So with KiwiSaver, you can cash out when you have been contributing for three years, right? And you have to leave a grand in, and you qualify for the Home Start grants when you have been contributing for five years. Is that correct? Mm, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just keep that in mind uh, when if you're starting your home looking, home purchasing journey to see how long you've been contributing for to see if you can uh, take advantage of the Home Start grants and then there's different amounts you can get whether you're buying an existing house or if you are building a house Mm. and one more point check to see what your upper limit is for the purchase price in your region because i know in the month or two it's four hundred thousand. so if you're looking at a house over four hundred thousand, or building is five hundred thousand. it could have changed you know yeah yeah i'd say it would change soon because far out you wouldn't be able to get much under four hundred yeah so just keep that in mind and figure that out before you start looking because you might just yeah get a bit upset when you start looking for houses and you're looking at five six hundred thousand dollar houses that you've been pre-approved for at the bank but you're gonna miss out on that five thousand which is grand yeah i guess you have to weigh it up each each person in kiwisavers so if you're like going in as a couple and both of you are contributing your kiwisavers that's 10 grand yeah buying a house as a couple is so much easier double the manpower <laughs> Woman well, power. i wouldn't have been able to do it by myself but as you can kind of hear we are very wealth financial planning focused as individual people anyway and i think what planted the seed we were already kind of in that space but mm. what really planted the seed was doing the money management course and getting really clear on the different ways we can why are you smiling i'm just thinking like we definitely are because we literally <clears throat> met at an investing <laughs> event yeah don't make me laugh <laughs> at an investing what, what a, you a young it? professionals event and it was at an, an investment, investment place yeah and what uh, is it even called a financial Cra- craig's investments yeah oh but yeah i say before you even start thinking about looking for a house get your kiwi saver in check make sure that's all good and then you can start the process of either approaching banks if you don't want to go through a mortgage broker but we 100 million percent recommend going through a mortgage broker so benefits of going through a mortgage broker is they do most of the hard work for you Mm -hmm. so they shop around for the banks for the best so they should be shopping around for the banks for the best deal for you to work out what the best rates and yeah best best rates and terms and you don't have to pay them and yeah so the bank actually pays them so they work on your behalf individual entities Mm. working on your behalf to Mm. get you a loan so i feel like research start researching looking around and connecting with mortgage brokers in your area you can totally meet with a few of them if you gel with the first one you meet 
fantastic if not shop around you want someone that you are able to communicate well with and who they understand exactly what you're after and you think they'll be able to meet your needs communication is such a key point for mortgage brokers slash advisors because buying a house is such a stressful time and when you start putting offers on houses and things like that can get to just it starts to get to tight time frames and having a mortgage broker that is easily contactable just helps so much with Mm. yeah alleviating the stress a little bit yes we i think we may have we went to the bank first before we saw a mortgage broker didn't we uh we had a sit yeah we had a sit down with with bnz yeah and they kind of point blank asked us like what's your income what's your expenses so if you could like be across that yourself and have that all sorted before you go it makes things a lot easier and also just shows the bank that you're actually serious and you know your ingoings and outgoings which everyone should know anyway like it's just basic personal finance which uh, yeah it comes down to budgeting so mm. i mean a budget can some <laughs> people get scared like Ew. it's like a diet it's a, diet uh, it's a dumb your... name a eh? budget budget <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a diet for your money you know uh that doesn't the... sound make it sound attractive no i know but <laughs> what sort of flipped my view on budgets is uh so in, instead of getting to the end of the week and wondering where your money's gone mm. at the beginning of the week you tell it where to go mm. and pay yourself first who doesn't like being in charge mm. no. do you want to quickly explain the concept of paying yourself first paying yourself first so allocating a percentage of your income before you even get like before you even start spending it and paying bills and stuff and like. pay, yeah before you pay your bills and whatnot maybe maybe it's 20 percent. i don't know maybe you make it a nice round number and say a hundred dollars a week or maybe 50 bucks a week you put into a separate account or invest it somewhere there's heaps of platforms out there shares ease invest now things like that are great for starting a savings outside of the banks which mm. you'll get like zero percent interest at the moment yeah. um though there are a couple of examples and so paying yourself first is allocating that before you your bills come out so even once your bills have come out then you still have invested you know you're better off mm. this week like than you were last week yeah, yeah you're like committing to your savings in your mm. future and stuff like that so i mean like a lot of people think like they'll click their fingers and they'll be rich overnight sort of mm. thing but like it's, it's just a process mm. so building it up slowly read the compound effect yeah i can't say i read that i think i read half of it but anyway that's another book recommendation by daniel anderson um let's talk a little bit about researching the market i know i personally got pretty obsessed with checking realestate.co.nz like (laughs) every single day Mm -hmm. for most of the day just trying to see what's out there ideally we would have liked to buy privately because it's just a lot less competitive if you can buy privately and we we forgot to mention we actually did do a rich dad poor dad uh, property sem- seminar hmm. and it, that was three days and that was probably our first real like quite a large amount of monetary investment to us to hmm. do something personal development and self-development and you're so much better at this than me but in that we learned about like negotiating with and I feel like it's a lot easier when there's a lot more supply because people want their houses sold but right now demand is through the roof so we don't you don't really have a leg to stand on when negotiating because you know p- people are just coming in with ridiculous offers but if you could just get confident in that, in negotiating, and I feel like you can go do it at Harvey Norman, no leaming, just get used to bartering and knowing what something is worth to you and like that's what you're prepared to pay for something hmm. because you'll be able to talk really well on this emotion. Like don't um, get emotion, too emotional don't, in don't it. Don't yeah. buy, yeah. Yeah, so I struggle with that. Pricebuy.co.nz.com. What's that? 
literally you can type oh, in any bar. you can type in any product on there and it'll like come up with the cheapest one on the net not it, houses including though the sales. no no no, no this i was just, like why are you talking this about this is general help okay life, hack, life hacks life hacks by daniel <laughs> um so many segments in here that we're creating anyway daily dose <laughs> what did you say daily dose daily dose of dan hey <laughs> love that could be your new instagram what no nah, it's the dan city show <laughs> love it okay anyway yeah research the market kind of see what kind of houses are going for what price range see or figure out what you want in a house we i feel like weren't really too fussed we just wanted minimum two bedrooms ideally we wouldn't want one or three but that was just mm. a, a bit too competitive something warm something sturdy something tidy and clean like we wanted something that we could just live in now mm. and we 100 got that and it's a lovely neighborhood as well like it super is. super blessed area. yeah so just shop around and we probably went to quite a few open homes to be honest and we it did. can get quite what's the word disheartening and then especially if you keep putting offers on and you don't get anywhere we got our house on our Number third three. offer yeah. yeah and the first two were both multi-offers as well and mm. so was third one yeah yeah so all all of our things were multi-offers so multi-offers can get a bit scary because especially if you've gone through the home in a like in an open home and you've got this emotional attachment you know you walk in like oh i could put my dressing mm. table there oh my desk will go there mm. oh tv there computer there whatever you know like, and if you, as soon as you find out that someone else is going to make an offer on it, you're like, oh, mm. shit. Like, that kind of is what happened chuck, to us. Let's though. put this much money on it. Like but, an hour before they were presenting the offer. So like, because it wasn't a multi-offer until right up until uh, the end. And then we were like, hey, I know. And then we just increased. And obviously we can't go back and change it. I wasn't happy about it at the time, how much we, higher we went. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, it got us the house. And yeah. who would have knows what would have happened if we didn't. Yeah, exactly. So. So a good way to compare like uh, well, what you should pay or whatnot, then jump on homes.co.nz and that'll show you houses that have sold and what they sold for in that area. Mm. Well, in, in whatever area. You can search mm, home. We like doing that. Sure. Yeah, seeing yeah. what the house values are in the neighborhood. Yeah, so say there's a house on the market or you, you remember seeing a house just up the road that was for sale and it's sold or there's a house there with a sold sign on it you know mm. like you can look that up online see what that sold for get a comparison of what the houses are worth in that area mm. you can also see what like how much the house that you're buying has sold for the, previously yeah, yeah yeah that's so a that's a huge thing as well oneroof.co.nz so. and I think homes.co.nz mm. and I think there might be another one but homes have an app on your phone makes it nice and easy yeah but I was obsessed with also looking at those and seeing mm. how much they bought it for mm. what they've done to it um, since owning it like renovation wise sometimes you can come across some old photos which is like a bit yeah. of a throwback yeah mm. um, but uh, yeah it's really just about doing your research and what's that last point that you've got there oh uh, like af- like life after buying the house okay like so Oh, yeah, your expenses are not just your mortgage. Yeah, like you've got a lot of stuff to factor in. Mm. Um, It might even even pay to, like when you're looking at a house, to get an example. So going to an insurance company and or looking it up online, there's probably an online calculator you can do to work it out Mm. and figuring out what your insurance is going to be. So for home and contents and like actually your house itself, like insuring that. Mm. So working out what you want or what replacement What you would be happy with if your house burned down. Yeah, exactly exactly what it's worth mm. and because that that's another monthly expense that you've got to factor in mm-hmm. another big one is rates uh and rates uh we've <laughs> had a, a an interesting experience with rates well we think they're pretty high here but they are high. we have no issue paying them because we budget because we budget for them yeah, yeah. so that's putting extra away each week building up a nice little and yeah building kitty. up a, a buffer 
mm. a little uh, a cookie jar. Yeah. So and that's literally there for when the rates come around. I don't know if uh, we don't have a dishwasher, but if the dishwasher broke down. Yeah, I wish we had a dishwasher. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And um, the flashlight like, broke arm or something. Uh, what? Because you're the dishwasher. <laughs> anyway, so like the other things, other expenses are power. That was a joke. Power, internet, insurance, mortgage. Yeah. Yep. Is that it? Um, rates and rates. Yeah. Rates, yeah. So that's about your, that's your basic things. And then we were super lucky to have had a lot of like hand-me-downs or getting things secondhand, which was, I was one, loved because environment and it's just a lot better and cheaper. So a lot better on the wallets. And your first house, I felt like you don't need anything fancy. Like obviously when like we have our very behind will be quite mm-hmm. anal about how the house looks and decorations and things like that. But for now, Definitely. like you just want something cozy. It's living within your means as well. Like mm. there's like, keeping up with the Joneses oh, is yeah, a real syndrome. Oh yeah, don't do high purchase and stuff like that and get all these nice pretty things. Yeah. Live, oh. live within your means. Like our yeah. TV is for the technical overheats. people. It's, it's refresh rate is terrible. Like when it changes to the next scene, you can still see like pixels from the last scene. Like, but we're so old. pleased that our da- my dad gave it to us. So yeah, like a, you know, it's it a works. it's a hand me down and it works. So yeah, no no need to replace that yet. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, I definitely think budgeting before and after, and even like budgeting for different interest rates, because we're quite lucky at the moment to have really low interest rate mm. in a pandemic kind of recession time at the moment. But like there are times when interest rates can get to six, seven, eight, nine. And you need to be prepared for that because it really does increase your repayments. So when you go to open homes, you connect with real estate agents. Like you have to put your name, email, number down uh, just to get a, they have to keep a track of who comes through the homes. But every now and then they'll contact you as well and just say, oh, hey, you know, you've been through, um, what did you think of the house? Are you interested in putting an offer on it? And, you know, just be straight up with them. You know, they don't want to hear lies. Mm. So it like, hey, no, we're just checking it out at the moment. We're, we're looking at buying in the near future. Mm. Like, hey, maybe uh, give us yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe give us a call if you have any listings under five hundred thousand in this area, or you know, things like that can always help as well. Because once you got a once you got a team, power of connection is so important. I actually want to do like a whole episode just on the power of connection and how people have got to where they are from knowing someone. Because it's really who you know, not what you know. But yeah, just immerse yourself in the industry, uh, make friends with real estate agents, different mortgage brokers, builders, just anyone because you never know what kind of opportunity is going to come out of it. Someone might know that you're looking for a house and they might have a friend or a relative or something that's wanting to do like a quick private sale and it could be the perfect opportunity for you. We did have the opportunity to have a private sale, remember? We did, yeah. Yeah. It was a um, cross-lease house and we didn't want a cross-lease though. Yeah, we want a freehold. The money's in the land. The money's in the land. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, what? I think that kind of covers it. So if we just did a quick little recap, uh, look into your KiwiSaver, figure out what fund you're in, like Juno, Simplicity, etc. But then also figure out what fund you want to be in for your actual investment, conservative, balanced growth, etc. And start drafting up a budget. Honestly, it does not need to be comp- complicated. You could literally write it on a piece of paper, on your notes on your phone. You just need to get clear and across what your income is and what your expenses are and see what you can save and put away for a house deposit and maybe you find out that you spend 200 bucks on food cool probably a bit excessive could cut down and then start looking into mortgage brokers and shop around and get one that you're comfortable with and make sure they really are going to look after your needs and get you the best possible rates 
and then research the market and once you honestly get into the on the property ladder and into the real estate market I don't know about you but like I'm pretty obsessed and I like keeping up to date and checking real estate Mm. website every now and then kind of seeing what houses are going for because we obviously do want to build a property investment portfolio so I'm just tracking the market and making sure I'm aware of what's happening and we're in a property investors Facebook group which has heaps of people in it so 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 many knowledgeable people and it's just amazing to be in that ask, ask, the, ask the questions on there so it's called property, property investors, investors group chat chat or something we'll what did you say ask a question property investors group chat yeah and us so it's got forty five thousand people in there all well most of them kiwis yeah um grandfather started it who's a well-known property investor in new zealand he said grandfather <laughs> grandfather grandfather it could be his new nickname grandfather <laughs> grandfather of body did you see the post he did and it was like he wrote a check to himself 20 years ago 20 million 10 million 20 years ago oh yes yeah and who did that jim carrey or something jim carrey did it yeah yeah and he literally just like cashed in the 20 10 million dollar check graham did booyah amazing eh? the power of property and compound effects (laughs) and getting the gains from back in the day but anyway we're still gonna try and do it now but yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up. You can obviously tell we're very motivated about wealth creation and creating a portfolio of assets that will create us passive income in the future. That's something we're really passionate about and we are definitely on that journey towards financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's really just about being aware with your income and what you want out of life. And yeah, like money is not... How do you say it? Money can't buy happiness, but it certainly definitely helps. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Money can't buy happiness, but it's nice to have it. <laughs> That's a shit quote. <laughs> um, what I'm trying to say is, there is a quote. It's like, money can't buy happiness, but... I'd rather cry in a Lamborghini <laughs> than a Toyota. Fuck, <laughs> okay, that a good one. Where would you get that from? I saw it somewhere. I'm going to search it up on Google. Hold on a second. In the meantime, while Felicia's searching that up, if anyone's got any questions or wants to know more about some points that we've talked about, because we have only very, very briefly just scraped the surface of this, uh, feel free to get in contact with either one of us because more than happy to help. We love seeing people get it and love seeing young people especially succeed because it's pretty bloody hard. So the more people winning, the better, the more happiness in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That first one is gold. Money can't buy happiness, but neither can poverty. Yeah, Fuck yeah. I love that. Money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah, neither does poverty. I like that. And money doesn't make you happy. I now have 50 million, but I was just as happy when I had 48 million. (laughs) Fuck, this is so funny. I think this is kind of where I was coming from. It is true that money cannot buy happiness, but it does make it possible for you to enjoy the best that the world has to offer. Mm. Travel, seeing the world, being able to do things. Mm, This is an OG. Too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they want, to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. And that's probably a wrap for this ep. Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy beer. So I think we'll just leave it with those few money can't buy happiness quotes. I'd just like to say a massive thank you to Daniel, my life partner, business partner, partner in crime, all of the above, for jumping on and sharing our experience regarding buying a house. If there's any other topics that people would be keen on Daniel and I chatting about, just send um, me a DM over on the Fluorescence Podcast Instagram. Love to hear. I honestly love getting feedback. It makes my day. Thanks for jumping on, Daniel. You are more than welcome. I hope you guys have gained something from this and you're one step closer to owning your first house if you don't already have one. Whoop, whoop.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode and investing time into yourself. I hope you got something from this. And if you did, I would love it if you shared the Fluorescence podcast with anyone else who you think may benefit. I really appreciate it a lot and it helps the podcast out heaps. You can follow us or chat with us on our socials at fluorescence.podcast and I will see you on the next one. Thanks guys.